Netflix book club. Netflix book club. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Netflix Book Club. My name is Dennis Rooney. I'm Stephen McDonald. And we're here today with nobody. Nobody. <laughs> because our guest bailed. But before we get to that, uh, follow us on Facebook, subscribe on Twitter, uh, throw us a review on iTunes, give us five stars, tell us what you like, tell us what you didn't like, tell us what you want us to watch. Don't tell us what you didn't like. Yeah, actually, keep that shit to somebody, yourself. Really somebody already did that on, on our iTunes. My favorite. And I, it's... Uh, hilarious review it just makes me happy that we have a review from a complete stranger and they're being honest with they us. they really didn't understand the show they really i think they gave it about 10 minutes and then they're like these guys have no degree and i think that i think that we should point out for people that like we're not really reviewing the movie no i mean you we're can't like this is like the discussion you have with your friends after the movie exactly um although this is what i always say we're not reviewing the movie but you can't talk about a movie without saying whether you liked it or well not. yeah but that's not our emphasis yeah our emphasis is uh i don't know just talking about the movie i like to think that this is just it's it's what themes and thoughts does the movie provoke that you mm. want to talk to another person about right yeah what does that's, this movie that's stir what inside I really of think you it is. that you want to share and inquire about absolutely or if it's a really bad movie, let's just trash this film. Yeah, of course. I mean? uh, um, or if it's really good, let's praise it. And there you go. Anything you want to plug, Stephen? Uh, no. Me neither. I'm good. Netflix Book Club. Yeah. Dennis Rooney 7 on Instagram. So we were supposed to have a guest today. My buddy, Brian McKenna, ladies and gentlemen. Brian McKenna. He is a photographer. He used to do stand-up comedy, but uh, he's been taking these pictures. He moved to Prospect Park. Maybe that was too much information. Sorry. Uh, but he moved to Brooklyn, and he's taken what up... What is his exact <laughs> address? <laughs> Apartment C. Uh, yeah, so he moved to Brooklyn, and suddenly he's been posting these very artsy photos on Instagram, and it'll be like, a Brooklyn bakery at 5 a.m. Oh, God. And uh, so I'm calling him a photographer, not a comedian. He used to do stand-up comedy, but now photography has taken over his life. So Brian was supposed to be on to talk about The Endless, which we will get to in a moment. That was our movie for the week. Been trying to get Brian on for a while now. He was on a few years ago for uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh huh. Check out that episode. Interesting to have a guy like him talk about Goodwill Hunting. Um, but Brian hit me up late last night, and he said, "Dude, I'm sorry. Any chance we can move the podcast to next week?" And I said, "No. Like I'm ready to rec- go tomorrow. I can't hit up <laughs> Stephen and you know reschedule. We probably could have, but no. I'm not. What are you talking about?" And I never ask for a reason. If someone's going to cancel or anything like that, I don't ask for a reason. But he proposed, this is what he told me. He said, my girlfriend needs a ride to the airport tomorrow, and I didn't know until today. And uh, he said, he said, first of all, I thought she was going to take a car. Now, listen, do we pay for him to be on this podcast? Absolutely not. I'd probably actually prefer if he paid me something to be on for the exposure. But... Couldn't he just send his girlfriend to LaGuardia in like an $80 Uber <laughs> and be on the fucking podcast <laughs> that he doesn't make any money for? Um, Why is he trying so I hard understand. to keep his relationship intact? <laughs> uh, this, this explains many, many things. Uh, oh. Predominantly... Why you're single. But, you know, I get it. I I'm understand. I'm not doing airports, bro. I don't do airport I, rides. <laughs> Anywhere in the five boroughs, I'm not taking you to the airport. That's uh, that was a former former Dennis Rooney who would do stuff like that. No more. 
So uh, go follow Brian McKenna's photography on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. He's taking some really uh, great. I like shots to think of him there. as a, as a comic photographer, a comedian photographer. No, 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 a comic photographer, as in that his photography is laughable. Comical? Wow, Stephen's taking <laughs> shots now. <laughs> I've never even seen it. I didn't think you were going to follow <laughs> suit. It's a. Uh, Here's the thing with photography nowadays. Hey, he canceled on me too. He did cancel on you. You should be upset. I'm very upset. We also started so McKenna, late. We probably could have been McKenna, like, "Hey, just come I'm after the airport." I'm coming for you. <laughs> I didn't even think about that either. We're pro- we're starting like an hour and a half later. He could have just came after yeah, the airport. Yeah, he probably could have just come. I didn't propose that. Maybe that's not <laughs> me. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, Netflix Book Club episode. I forget. We are going to be talking about the Endless, which was a. You're right over there. <laughs> This is why we don't allow vaping <laughs> on the pod. Sometimes dying. hit that jewel a little too hard. Steven's got his black iced coffee, his jewel. He's ready to go. He's ready to talk Absolutely. About, about this 2017 sci-fi thriller, I guess you would say. Um, this movie came I out. I, I would just say sci-fi. Yeah, it's, just sci-fi. it's not really even a thriller. Well, it's definitely a science fiction horror type film because it's got that old, uh, what's the word, macabre vibes throughout it and uh who is who's the big monster old author guy that i can't remember his name not hp lovecraft lovecraft it's yeah. lovecraftian it's sort of lovecraftian i feel like it's forced a little lovecraftian it it feels like i don't know. <sighs> all right listen this movie was released uh april 6 2018 but the year before it had featured at the tribeca film festival it is directed by justin benson and aaron moorhead uh, also written by Justin Benson solely, and starring, that's right, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. This was kind of like a, not a low-budget film, but definitely yeah. not a big-budget film. And uh, I believe what I read recently was that overall, up to date, it's made a little less than a million dollars. So good for them, because that's probably going to yeah. be a return on investment. Um, Probably. Probably. I don't know what the budget was, but... I don't know what it was either. I couldn't find it. There's no... I mean, there's like no advertising... Yeah, associated this was, with this movie. This was so. not a big. I actually, every once in a while, I'll go on like Reddit or certain websites, and I just want to watch trailers. I just want to up watch upcoming movie oh, trailers, yeah. and not big ones either. I'm talking about like smaller films, indie shit. No, I I have I have a problem with. I legitimately have a problem with YouTube because it is hard to search on YouTube. Yeah. To just find like new trailers that just came out. Yeah. Which is strange. There should be some sort of section on that of YouTube. It feels like there should be, but you get these uh, compilation, like twenty minutes of trailers. On I hate YouTube, that. Which are uh, it's just strange. It's just a weird like the I, top upcoming. Well, my problem is that usually I've seen one or two of them. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there through trailers. And then you're what? Yeah. Um, but I had seen this trailer on some website. Probably, I imagine between Tribeca and its big release. I, mean, I doubt I saw a trailer for it before it went to Tribeca, but I knew that I was I wanted to see this movie. Uh, I didn't see it when it got the wide release, but I found it. I either downloaded it. What do you or, mean wide release? I mean not a wide release. This but can't like, be a wide release. Well, it wasn't a wide release, but it featured at Tribeca, and then it got a proper release. It the got next a release. Year. Yeah. So it played in some theaters and shit. Uh, but I didn't go see it in theaters. Eventually, it was on some sort of streaming platform, and I sat down and watched it. And I remember really, really enjoying it. This is a movie. If if I had to describe this movie in the worst way, oh wait, 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 wait. Is that what you're asking First me? First off, don't step Smoky on Smoky McSmokestack. Don't, don't step on my <laughs> the one thing I get to do. Before Did, that. <laughs> here's here's you what happen, I, you need to give me some sort of like 
Well, no, I will. A finger we were going to get there. <laughs> you know what I'm um, doing? I'm stalling to think of the worst way I would describe this movie. Well, no, I what I want to ask is because I'm surprised you saw so you saw this not on Netflix oh, yeah. like a while ago. I didn't tell you this. Yeah, I saw this movie. I was kind of hoping you'd oh, pick okay. it too. I cuz I had never heard of it. Mm-hmm. And really what it was, you gave me three movies. I can't yeah. remember what they were. Um, I feel like one of them I keep trying to s- slip in there and you keep dodging it. I, I don't can't know which remember. one. Might it be that volleyball be, team. It used to be movie. I Am Mother that you were sneaking in, and then we did it. And then we did it. Um, no, but I, because I looked at the movies that, we, that were there, and I went, I read, like, the synopsis of this one, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll do this one. Yeah. Um, the worst way <laughs> I would describe this movie, if you're asking me that. I guess By that looking at me with those eyes. <laughs> giving me that what look. I would, <laughs> what I would like to ask you, though, Dennis, is mm-hmm. what would you say is the worst way to describe this movie. What's the worst way to describe this movie? Oh, yeah. I'm happy you asked, Stephen, quite frankly. Uh, I think the worst way I would describe this movie is uh, Manson kids turn janitor, try to make good, and uh, there's just too much. There's too much going on in this movie for me to encompass everything, but Manson kids turn janitor, try to make good, and uh, I don't know. Eventually, learn to love each other. I guess is that what I took from this movie? <laughs> I like this movie. Here, I let me just say, get to it. I will say no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. I will say that was a terrible way to describe this movie. In fairness, it was. There are no wrong um, answers. If I had to describe this movie, I would say, um, there was a rip. In the time-space continuum, and an alternate version of the Duplass brothers, oh yeah, came onto our plane of existence. Oh man, and they made their own movie. This is such a less hipstery Duplass twins movie. This is I. I had a moment in my head when I was watching this where I was like, "This movie would be better if it was done by the Duplass brothers." I don't know if I agree about that. I'm not the biggest Duplass brothers fan. But I completely understand where you are drawing. Well, especially once you once you earlier in uh, when we were talking here said they they wrote it and then directed it and started in it. Yes. I was like, these guys watched like a pot or like listened to a podcast with the Duplass brothers and then they went, "We're gonna make a movie." Oh, I bet they'd want to fight you if they heard you say that. These fucking guys have probably been working <laughs> on shit for I ages. Bet it, I bet they're they like, have. "Fuck I the Duplass." I bet they have. I bet them and the Duplass brothers have been up for similar projects. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's definitely a. <laughs> A vengeance there, a, a rivalry. Um, all right, so here's my deal. Again, I've seen this movie a few years ago, and I watched it again yesterday. I still like it. I didn't get as much of a kick out of it as I did the first time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because, like I said, there is a lot going on in this film. There's a lot of cool little tricks and things to remember and rules to be applied to the world that they are living in. Yeah. Um, but upon a rewatch, I feel like it's almost too much it's a little bespectacled in a way it's a little too much to understand even though it's supposed to be overwhelming it's like underwhelming is one thing Mm -hmm. nonsensical it's like i don't know i hate i always hate when movies set down the rules and then they kind of break the rules bird box looking at you uh however i am still going to give this movie a stream it i think it's a cool film i think it's well made it looks really cool there's some great dialogue some funny moments and uh overall again one of my big things is there's not a lot of movies like this being made out there, unless you want to go see a Duplass Brothers movie. So that's where I stand is uh, stream this movie. Give it a shot. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, my take on it was it reminded me. Do you remember Primer? 
Yes. It reminded me a lot of Primer. My uh, last girlfriend and I made us watch Primer on our second date. Talk about oh a fucking mood man, killer. Man, that is... That's a power move to make somebody watch Primer on the second date. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of asking them right up front, like, can you deal with my bullshit? Yeah, can you deal with my bullshit? Can you put up with my incessant nothingness? Uh, no, I, it reminded me of Primer. It felt uh, less intricate than Primer. Primer is such a yeah. crazy mindfuck of time travel. Yeah, you need that, notes uh, while watching Primer. Yeah, you reference. really like need to genuinely <laughs> primer is very confusing as to timelines but um but also i feel like this movie it felt like that it had some shades of like some different things that i had seen i i really had a problem i i i've been i've most of the time when we do this mm-hmm. like when we sit down and we have a movie to watch is that i finish the movie and i almost immediately know whether I'm going to say stream it or don't stream it. Like, yeah. I don't have to think about it that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where I'm at with this movie, and I watched it yesterday, and I've been thinking about it since, uh, <clears throat> I don't think I liked it, Uh huh. but I am going to say stream it. It's kind I of... I feel like more people should... I want more people to watch this movie. You want to talk to people about it. I want to talk to people about it, because I can't decide if I hate it or not. I feel like different people will take different things from this yeah. movie. Like, and there's a variety of things to touch upon. And it's not it's not horribly made. It's not horribly acted. There's there's some weird rules and story structure stuff that I have problems with. We'll get into it. But um, but overall, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah. And uh, and I would like to talk to more people about it. But I don't think I liked it. <laughs> Don't think you liked it a lot or don't think you liked it at all? I don't think I liked it a lot. I think I just had problems with certain things that they were doing in the movie. Right. Um, but I think that they talked about it. I think that like what it brought up was a bunch of interesting stuff. Yeah. Which we will get into after, after the, break. the break. So we're going to hit the break right now. Be right back. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I got a monster. What? There's something down there. I saw it. Hey, help me down. What? Shit. Adam, okay. Go. Go. And we're back. Let me ask you something. Steve. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> uh, how did you feel when you got out of your UFO death cult? Um, when I got out of my UFO death cult, uh, Free? I felt I no, I felt lost. Hmm. I felt uh, I felt estranged from society. Yeah. Um, like you couldn't I was, connect with people. It's you know when I got out of my UFO death cult, there was a moment that I had where I looked around at everybody and I was like, "You're all on your devices all the time." You're doing your own UFO and, death cult. And you're kind of in your own cult yeah. of of staring through your phones and not being present. Eating Captain With Crunch. anything that's going to be there. Well, Captain Crunch, I'm fine with it. It cuts it's the delicious. roof of your mouth, but at the same yeah, time. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. My UFO death <laughs> cult, by the way, great name for like a 2004 emo revival band. <laughs> <laughs> My UFO death cult. Um... <clears throat> I feel like that's a that's a My Chemical Romance cover band. Probably. Uh, I don't but know. Are there a lot of UFO death cults? Is that I never really heard that phrase together. 
Oh yeah, no. There's there's there have been UFO UFO death calls. They bring they mention it in the movie where it's um, Heaven's Gate was the big mm-hmm. UFO death that call. I've heard of, yeah. Um, there's a wonderful Heaven's Gate podcast where they uh, it's not from Heaven's Gate. They talk about what happened with Heaven's Gate. Um, it's on Stitcher. It's called Heaven's Gate, but um. <coughs> They go into the entire history of it where it started as this, like, it started as an entire thing. There was a guy in charge of it. And then they, what happened was, was that it was a big movement. And then it whittled down to, like, 20 or so people. And then they all drank Kool-Aid with cyanide and killed themselves. Oh, that was the Kool-Aid one. Because the Hale-Bopp comet was coming over. And mm-hmm. it was that they needed to leave their physical forms. And then their souls would go up into a UFO. And they would be taken away. Sounds reasonable. Uh, as energy. Or something. Um, <coughs> so it's definitely like a thing that has existed. There right. are still... Definitely prone to the West maybe Coast, not I guess. death right? cults, but there's still UFO cults out there. I know that there's a group in uh, in California called the Raelians. That's a... The that's Raelians? A, yeah, the Raelians. Okay. Um, okay. That's a UFO kind of cult movement thing. Uh, so it's definitely a thing that has existed. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It... It felt the entire UFO death culty thing felt a little bit like forced. Well, that's what was kind of nice about by the end, we find out that the one brother who's kind of who pulled the other brother out, pardon me for forgetting the names, is two white guys. Um, yeah. <laughs> I will say this yeah. is I confused them throughout the movie. Really? I continually couldn't fully I kept having moments where I couldn't remember which one wanted to be there and which one didn't. No, that I had no problem with, especially because I feel like they did a good job with uh the clothing. Like one dressed the way they dressed, the other dressed that way. I just in all honesty, when the movie started, I wasn't paying hard enough attention. Yeah. Well, it starts off it, You know, it's funny. So me and my brother w- sat down to watch this movie last night and uh I had to kind of sell it to him. He's always telling me that I'm dragging him into these bullshit movies and I'm like, "Watch the trailer." That sounds about right. Cuz I yeah, it is. Cuz I uh <laughs> I thought it had a good trailer, so I was like, watch the trailer, watch the trailer. So he Googles the movie, and instead of watching the trailer, he goes, these are the key words that came up. Uh, <laughs> cult, horror, slow, boring. Oh. I was like, come on, dog. You know I love my slow, boring <laughs> boring horror thrillers. you got to <laughs> give it a chance. But it's it's a little slow up top until they get to the camp, I feel like. Yeah, it... Um, Once they get to the camp, I think it moves pretty well. Well, I think that the I I do think that like the front end of this movie, I think is that they did not know how to get into this movie. How to like get them to the camp? Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like they and and I think that uh, the I think one of the mistakes that it makes is that they really could have started that you could cut off. They could start in the car. On the way. Yeah. And just look at each other and have a moment where they're like, they could have done all the exposition of that it's like, look, I don't think that we should really be going back here. I do. It's a UFO death. Co- like you Some of the stuff was important. You could have the deprogramming scene and kind of like showing how they can't, the, they can't hook up with girls. Like, I get that it's like they, they had all this stuff right at the beginning that was... Uh, the weird thing with it was was that it was like, well, I've got scenes that are like almost found footage mixed with scenes that are definitely scenes mixed with like like then we're in a movie 
And I was just like, there was a moment at the beginning where I was like, what is, what are, what's happening right It would now? go back and forth. There were these drone shots, which is, is the cool thing about making indie films nowadays. It's easier to make what looks like a bigger budget film on a lower budget. Yeah. But you would kind of go from these small indie moments of just, wow, there's been nothing but small, tight scenes and conversations for 20 minutes. And then it's like, yeah. wow. And we get this cool, you know, the circular bird shots. But I did, I, I did like that contrast. I liked I'm not a lot it of that. I liked a lot of that. I just felt that the because um, I paused it at one point. Uh, I paused it almost at exactly the hour mark, mm-hmm. and the movie doesn't start getting crazy until after the hour mark. It takes an hour for anything really, really crazy to happen. In your opinion, what was the first crazy thing that happened? It's. I think that. Um, it's not the first crazy thing that happens, but when it starts to get crazy is when the one brother goes back to the car and it won't start. Yeah, that's definitely the part of that's uh, like the like turn sh- of the movie. Is, that's when it feels more like a horror movie to me. The most yeah, like a it, horror movie, where like or now a we're thriller stuck. of some kind is that it's like, and it took an hour to get there. And I think in my head, honestly. I needed it to take about 45 minutes to get there. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to turn about 15 minutes earlier because I was starting to get bored. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It's only 15 minutes. It's not like a huge crazy deal. They were trying to set up certain characters and certain stories and certain things. Planting uh, a lot of seeds. That planting first different seeds minutes. to try to make them grow. And I get that. But like uh, I also didn't care at certain. Like there was just like a mishmash of like not giving a shit and giving a shit. And like. Yeah. I had I had some problems with that, but <coughs> really what my problem was was that the turn when it happened hit so hard in such a weird way that I was ungodly confused. The moment that happened where he was coming back from the he was coming back from the car and he was getting lost and then he saw the guy go into the house and then mm-hmm. he opened the door and there's a guy hanging there. They just start slapping you in the and face with the this shit alive. right away. Yeah. I was like... And he takes I it way too well. I was immediately like, what is happening? I don't understand how you could be standing there and hanging in there at the same time. Yeah, man. I'd be running for my life. <laughs> I'd be doing well, but they but also, there. And then that's where, that's where I have like very interesting ideas, but I also have a problem with like the rules of the thing. That's happening because yeah. they they start it. You learn that there's all these kind of like um, dome bubbles of time that time are loops. being that are time loops, and then it kind of seems like the entire mountain is in a time loop. Also, yeah. there's bubbles inside of the there's biggest bubbles bubble. inside of the biggest, the biggest bubble. bubble is ten years, right? That's what they're all on a ten year loop. It seems something like that. But also like your your. You're compelled to to do whatever you were doing in that time loop the first time you were there. Yeah, but you can also kind of sway from that. This but is where it gets sway. great for me. That's where I I got lost and I didn't like the rules. Was that like they they know that they're, they're aware of it. They're aware they, of the they time say loop. If we ride it out, it's horrible. It's like worse than death to restart from the. Um, the monster that we never see, this yeah. being's perspective, this being makes us restart if we don't do it ourselves, and what we do to ourselves is much easier than what he does, or it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just starts. It's get, it well, gets a little also, wacky for me. It's the thing that I didn't. The thing that I didn't like that, and it was 
it, it's because it, it it started breaking the it broke the rule that they had just set up was that there's the guy who's hanging, mm-hmm. and now what I've got is a time loop where he killed himself, but he's still there, but the body hasn't reset. Yeah, why hasn't the body? Reset? Why hasn't the body reset? And then because then, then theoretically like, every time they do a loop, there is a corpse left. There's a corpse <laughs> left of some kind, and then the next scene. He goes to the two guys where it's the the friends that are trying to get sober. There's yeah. the one guy trying to get sober, and the other guy's trying to help him, and they're stuck in their time loop. And he sets himself on fire, and sets the house on fire, and then it loops, and he doesn't seem to know. He doesn't seem to know. Well, but me and in my brother the loop had that they were just in. He, he knew. knows. He obviously knew. Me and my brother had this argument uh, where I said when he when that loop resets of those two dudes, I think the guy addled on drugs doesn't know but he knows but okay. he's like but you're not gonna kind of like i think he has to get there and explain to the guy i can understand but it's also like even that explanation is kind of weak it's like well why does he know and the other guy doesn't know is it because he's entering well, but then also the i mean thing the, that bubble? I, the thing that i had a problem with there was was that in the previous scene there's the hanging body mm-hmm. and then we've got these two guys and they set the house on fire but now the house isn't on fire and there's no bodies like that's that where resets as well. Yeah, it's that like, resets as well. But the other guys thing didn't reset. And so like that confused me mm-hmm. and I was annoyed. And then they and then they did the the guy who's on like a seven second lo- or like a five second loop from who's from like 1900 or whatever. Yeah, he's like a gold prospector. Yeah, or something. he looks like a gold. He just keep and that's the thing too. If you leave the bubble, you're dead again, and it resets the loop. Yeah, and his entire loop is like six seconds. He just keeps running, waking up and running through it. But yeah, he, again, but he, he also, can be swayed because he looks at. He also knows that it's there and keeps a conversation going where he says like one line at a time uh-huh. to him through the window. Yeah, and that confused me. I don't get it. I was there. There were just moments in it where I was like, I don't know what the rules are. It seemed like there was two main things going on. One being this time loop thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, which is also. So how do we know where the bubbles are? Well, we've been neatly laid out with these skullish looking sticks that yeah, like somebody go around the them. perimeter. Someone mapped them out. So we have that going on, but we also have this um unseen monster or entity yeah. that maybe lives in the water, maybe lives in the forest. It communicates with the uh commune through media, which that I liked a lot. I thought that was really fucking cool. When they go to the bottom of the lake and retrieve that tape and then they play the tape and it's uh well at first it's Oh, fuck, wait, it might be two different things. Because the one they get from the bottom of the lake is the one showing the two brothers saying all this terrible shit about them in yeah. the media. But then there's another one that shows the magic trick from earlier, the ball flying up, and you see it from this impossible perspective. Yeah. I enjoyed all of that, but it's a combination of these two. If it was just a monster that they kind of had a commune around and they worshipped him and it, it wasn't, they weren't violent, they weren't, but there was weird shit going on and yeah. blah, blah, blah. That would have been a lot easier to stomach than that combined with this whole thing of he's also set out dirty traps. Because all these, the loops are essentially just supposed to be for its own entertainment. They kind of allude to it where yeah. it's like, we're just his entertainment. He just wants to see us struggle and writhe and all this stuff. But we also have people, like the two guys, the drug dude and the other guy, like they set the house on fire. And that seems like an attempt to snap out of the loop. A few people mentioned that where they're like, "We're trying to do anything we can." To well, no, stop and that's it. what that's what those two guys talk about in that scene before they set the house on fire. Is like they've been trying to snap themselves out of the loop for a while. Yeah, 
weeks, which yeah, like a lot been of weeks. trying and trying and trying yeah. to snap themselves out of the loop, and Groundhog the setting Day. the the setting was trying to do it again. Um, yeah, it's kind of Groundhog Day in that kind of yeah, a sense. He tries killing himself any sort of ways to see if it'll snap him out of this uh, yeah. time loop. I don't know. I, I. Th- certain things with the rules annoyed me, and that made me like the movie less. But I like where they're going. Yeah. Um, the I more know. I think about it, I think the more if they did just drop the time loop thing, I'd be I'd be about it. Or you could have the whole keep the whole ten year time loop because then that yeah. does explain why everyone looks the same as compared to when they left ten years before. Yeah. But this individual thing, it kind of threw it makes it makes the movie a lot more complicated. Well, and the individual time loops, I would have been fine with it had it been a full reset. If it was... Or if we just stuck with the rules, like you said, where it's like, it's well, the same no, but for it's everybody. Like, it's, it, it, that my thing was, was that it's like the the contradictory scenes where it's just the guy is hanging and then he's not and then he shoots himself and then he's back and like then the other scene of the guys set themselves on fire and then they're back is that I, I get it and I'm happy with it, but I just wanted it to be that moment where it's like it would have been better to me if he saw the hanging body and then the guy reappeared and then the hanging body, was body gone, disappears and then he walks up and then he walks up yeah. kind of thing. Like I just wanted it to be consistent. Yeah. And it wasn't. And that can that made me go. But is each bubble different like it was just a lot i would genuinely like to talk to the two dudes who were in charge of this movie because like they could have answers maybe yeah but it wasn't clearly expressed i feel like on screen um so would here's my question is is that because it brought up a very interesting it brought up an interesting thing to me with the the 10-year time loop cult and kind of what they're getting at with it when the one guy wants to stay and die with them is you're immortal. And if you can remember the things that happened in the loop before, would you, you're with people that love you and that you love, Mm -hmm. and you're having a good time, is would you want to do that? Would Uh, you want to be immortal like that? I don't think I would. I think I'd get tired of that shit. I think I think being immortal, even having the entire Earth as your playground, you'd eventually get tired of it after ten thousand years. Imagine being stuck to this California campground, a bunch of fucking hippies playing games at night. Oof. <laughs> you, I love how you inserted though. You're like, they love you, you love them. I'm like, do I? Do I love them? <laughs> so I'm not me in this situation. <laughs> I would get tired of them real fucking quick. Uh, even if they were, who knows? If listen, maybe these people are all having orgies at night. Maybe they're all. Uh, yeah. consummating their love for each other because that was it seemed the driving thing for the brother who wanted to go back was he kept going on and on about the food <laughs> yeah kept going on about on about the food better than eating shit food out in the real world i'm like that's really that and he couldn't get laid outside so i think like, that i think that the main thing like my thought around that thing like the commune because i definitely I have had the urge inside. I have had the want that is, what if I could just run away from all of this? What if I could just drop everything and go and yeah. I do I do different, this is my job at this place. Yeah. And like, 
I liked that and I liked the kind of struggle of like what if you just had your thing yeah that was just your thing and you just got to do that and it wasn't it, it's the simpler life it it's does the, sound kind of it's yeah. it's kind of the thing that's like I that I've had well well just in my life that's like I'm scrolling through Instagram again. Yep. <laughs> I'm on Facebook again. Yep. I'm playing a video game again. I'm doing this like it's just the, the never, guy makes and they the talk about that like where it's, it's like it's we're in our own loop. We go and do the same shit job of, every day. We yeah, don't do anything of like else. dumb shit. Why What's would our I respite? do that? Like sharing a forty ounce at Venice Beach or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? and it's like that to me was the the most interesting thing of the movie is kind of this moment of like. It is the unplugging and running away. Yeah, the, it, that it's is the real like, question, though, too. Of like, and you're waiting in the movie. You're going you, at the start of the movie. You are on side on the side of the older brother. We're like, this was a UFO death cult. You had to yeah. get him out of there. This is bad. But then when they go visit, and everything seems to be pretty good. No, no one's yeah. being violent. Everyone's cool to each other. Everyone's there of their own free will. Everyone's taken care of. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I don't think I could go to this one. But uh, I could maybe spend the rest of my life at the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio and those people. <laughs> I could be the coconut guy where it's like, I'm in charge of coconuts. And that would yeah. be my... You, you've seen the beach? Yeah. Similar idea, you know. Also the marijuana crop fields right next hey. door. You know, yeah. you're risking uh, death by machine gunnery. But still. I think that... Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a... Like, that's just an interesting kind of like... Like, thought in my head ever is that it's like we live in a society that is built around the idea of just like continual growth, continual moving forward, continual struggle where nothing is ever good enough. And it is interesting to think about a life that is just like, Dropping your shovel it's just and like, being like, I don't want to play this game anymore. Just it's just well, it's just the it. thing that's like, like I think one of the things that this movie tries to tries to talk about with these people is, at least in the commune, is what is what is being happy, right? Like we have in our culture the thing that's like, I gotta, I gotta build a business, I gotta make money, I gotta do this thing, I gotta do that thing, I gotta do another thing. Um how come I can't just live? Yeah. Why can't I just enjoy the people around me? Why can't I just in, like make good food, enjoy the good food, good beer, hang out, play like, games, talk, get have mastery over something like the like yeah. the magician guy was saying is that it's like oh, I like this thing. I'm just gonna get better at it. If I just keep doing. I'm just gonna. Yeah, I didn't think about I'm that. I'm gonna that keep getting just, better yeah. at something. I'm gonna keep being involved but not have the struggle in life that is I feel like our society does pressure consistently that you are not good enough yeah not just that you're not good enough but it's like not only maybe are you not good enough but even if you are good enough it's like well you're not doing the thing that everyone's supposed to be doing yeah like you're off you went and did your own thing and it's like all right maybe it's working out for you but that's really not the way it goes and it's like yeah why is there even a way it goes yeah and like it it starts to question like the movie itself starts to question that kind of ideal that we hold as a society of that it's like what is what is success what is like what is happiness I, so I got questions for you because I feel like you're okay. leading more towards that you would maybe 
join one of these. I'm not. I'm going to call it a UFO death cult, but for the sake of this conversation, <laughs> it's just a commune, like the thing you were talking about. What's so bad about this place specifically? I'm going to give you a couple of weird things. So uh-huh. you go, you go, you drop your family and friends, and you go to live with these people, and it's great for the first few weeks. Yeah, you're hanging out. Everyone's lovey dovey. Maybe you got a thing going on with some people. Who knows? Yeah. Then one night they're like, "All right, guys, it's the third week of July." Uh, you know what that means. Everyone close off down by the fire. We're going to hold hands and sing songs. And uh, yeah, so they want you to do that. Do you participate? Are you like, are you in? Um, No. You're out already at Naked Dancing? It's not. Well, no, this is the thing is, is that you you're no faith in this tribe. Well, no, you're not giving me enough. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't. You'd be like, why? <laughs> No, that's really what it would be. Well, what if they gave? What it if their answer why. was, uh, you know, we do this to uh, encourage growth and friendship and love amongst each other. I would really need to. My problem with that, Stephen, we fed you three times today, and we we gave you a bed. Take off your fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> my honest to god problem with that is, is that I uh, lack a Girth. lot of. I yeah, sure. <laughs> No, I lack a lot of spiritual faith in right. any capacity, mm-hmm. and I feel like a lot of these types of things are built around like a certain level of like like a certain spiritual ideal. There's some sort of spiritual al- spirituality going on. Yeah, and like yeah. I just don't I never have ever in my life had a deep connection to any of that. Mhm. And it just doesn't work for me. I've tried. Okay, hold on. I've Sorry. tried plenty of things. Let me, let me throw you different. Okay. Uh, guys, this is the third week of July. <laughs> Everyone knows what that means. I like that it's the third week of July. It's the third week of July. <laughs> it's a time loop. It's a time loop. Uh, we got to go and uh, rob We gotta go and rob a bunch of people. We got to go and do some home invasions. We're not going to hurt anybody, but like we have these houses scoped out. We know they keep cash. We need to go do that. Am I just a meth head now? Like, what's happening? No, but like, we got to support this. You know, I know in this thing, it's, they were just selling beer, which by the way, how does that work? Because like, no, that, they can't leave the loop. Like I said, there's so many the things that don't make sense. <laughs> but, I love um, Tim. Tim was just through with all this bullshit the entire time. Tim just wants to brew his beer and everyone's like, no, we got to do this Ascension thing. It's like, yeah. oh, whatever. No, I think that like. You wouldn't do home invasions for your perfect paradise commune? No, it's not. Once again. It's you're wishy washy. I don't have faith, mm-hmm. not only in like a lot of like higher power deity type stuff, but I don't have faith in other people. Okay, very much. All right, so maybe you're not too sold on the commune thing. Like I think I think what what I'm sold Camp on Camp Arcadia. What I'm sold on is is that it's like I have a dream, I have a dream in my head. That I have, and I've like, it's always been like, it's a joke between me and kind of everybody I know, is that at some point, I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave. Motorcycle into the sunset. No, I'm going to, I want to buy, I want to buy a farm in kind of the middle of nowhere. I want to be close-ish to stuff. I don't want to be like, you know, like Wyoming in the mountains, middle of nowhere. But like... I could very well see myself buying a place that's upstate, that's, you know, 15 minutes outside of a small town, and have a big piece of land, and have, uh, I want to raise alpacas, 
because I think they're adorable. <laughs> That's literally all it is. But have like alpacas and goats. Can't live off of adorable, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> but like have alpacas and goats and like stuff and have grow food uh, and be able to have space and be able to do whatever I want. So it's the kind of thing that's like, I have a lot of interests and I have a lot of like hobby things. You want to shoot guns and ride ATVs. It's at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, it's not even like shoot guns and ride ATVs, but it's kind of the thing that's like, I have a lot of ideas for different stuff. I have a lot of ideas, whether it's art or whether it's you know whether it's uh, making things or building stuff. I get I get interested in a lot of stuff, and I love the idea of just like. I have, you know, I've got a, I've got a pole barn. It's got a bunch of stuff in it and I can kind of build whatever I want Yeah. and I can make whatever I want. And it's just kind of like a life I'm just interested in. It's like, oh, I'm interested in that. I'll do that for a while. Oh, I'm interested in that. I'll do that for a while. Like that's kind of the dream I have in my head of one day going and doing. And it's like my parents kind of live this life where it's like they have a little place in Michigan on uh, on a piece of land that is like they've got a little bit of woods, they've got a little bit of meadow. My dad's got a pole barn. He's like building a car in it and can work on cars and has a whole workshop he's put together. My mom can like hang out and she loves being in nature and looking at the woods and stuff like that. And they're just content. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. That's probably the wording that I would be looking for for what I would want in life is <coughs> when I am in a city and I'm making things, and I'm, like, chasing after career goals, and I'm trying to, like, build stuff and do this different thing, I'm never content. Right. And I would like, at some point in my life, to be just content with what's around me. That I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying feeding the animals, and then I go do this thing, and then I go do that thing. And I'm just just content. And it's, I'm not, I'm not desperately seeking... Running Something. the rat race, yeah, and and that every really, week has new problems. Yeah, and that really appeals to me. Where it's like the problems that I have are all kind of of my own interest in making. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I decide I want to do a sculpture. Well, I don't know how, and then I get to learn and I get to do that type of thing. But it's kind of just in a void. It's not for any purpose. It's only for enjoyment. Yeah, and everything that I have in my life right now is is to is seeking a goal it's i want to make more money i want to yeah. do this thing because i want notoriety or i wanted to be able to do another thing it's all kind of like i want to i want to be more su- quote-unquote successful yeah and there is a life that exists that is just no i'm just living dropping goals i'm yeah. just enjoying what i'm doing and one day i'll die yeah instead of I'm not enjoying because I'm not succeeding enough, and then one day I'll die. Die unfulfilled, too. Yeah. All right. And so, like, that type of thing with this commune type of thing appeals to me, but I always have the moment where I'm like, like, the dream that I have involves the, it involves the kind of thing that's like, I would like to live in the middle of nowhere where I have enough I have enough space physically to do stuff I want to do but also I'd like a big enough house where I'd like to have like extra built like extra buildings on the property where it's the kind of thing that's like I just have an open door policy with my with my friends and my family yeah that's like cuz my parents had that and it really like it, supermensch 
it a bit. Come on by. Yeah, like yeah, a lot like Superman. And like my parents kind of it it really opened up something in me when my parents got this place in Michigan. My mom sat me down one time and they hadn't moved in fully yet. They were living in Ohio and they had this place in Michigan and it was where they were going to move to. And my mom sat me down one time and she just was like, we don't, I don't expect, like, you can come here and you can stay here and you can be here whenever you want. It doesn't matter whether we're here or not. You can come and stay. And she was like, and when you're here, I expect nothing of you. If you want to, if you want to see us and hang out, great. If you don't ever want to see us and hang out, great. If you want to sleep the entire time you're here, fine. If you want to have nice dinner to have with that. us, like it was just, and it was kind of built on that she had so many rules. There were so many different rules and stuff like that when she was growing up with her mom that she didn't want to have that when she had her own space right. and this thing. And so the it gives me a lot of comfort knowing that even when I'm in all of this craziness that I have in my life is that there's a there's a physical place that I could go where no one would expect anything of me. Yeah. And that I could just I could just breathe and no one is judging me and no one is trying to get me to do anything. I think that's my big sell on this is uh the no expectations thing. Yeah. So I just moved out. I don't know if the dear listeners know, but I had had a rough year, had to move back in with my parents after being out for like 10 years and uh whew, just having no one to kind of answer to. I mean, it's like having it's like getting that flood of relief that I got all over again when I was 21 when I moved out. Yeah. And just being like, "Oh, I wake up and I could just I don't have to like try to do what I want to do before someone can get me to do something that I don't want to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but hold on. Let me ask you something. It's the third week of July. Okay. You're at a Camp Arcadia. <laughs> it's back to the third week of July. You're surrounded by alpacas. They've come around to you. They want to make you feel special. Okay. You're still a little skeptical, but you're loving the place. Uh-huh. Uh, but the spirituality thing, it's you know never your, been your bag. It's kind of always, you know, they want to... They speak a lot in metaphors, and they don't force it down your throat, but at the same time, you can't help but be skeptical. Can't the help alpacas? but be paranoid. No, no, not the alpacas. <laughs> the alpacas are like free the roaming. The alpacas are speaking to me? The alpacas have been... Because uh, then we have another problem. <laughs> the alpacas have been outfitted with the ability to give rides even. So all your Amazing. wildest dreams have come true. <laughs> the laws of physics are out the window. But the third week of July, Wednesday night. Okay. You know, guys, third week of July, Wednesday night. You know what that means. They take you out and they do the rope thing, the tug of war thing. And yeah. it's your first time ever seeing it. Yeah. And uh, let's say it goes down almost exactly like it did in the movie. Are you stirred at all? Do you think this is a trick still, even after you see a guy's hands get burned in front of you practically by the way it was pulled back? Everyone on the camp has been accounted for pretty much, you know what I mean? Do you, how do you feel? I'm not saying you suddenly dropped to your knees and you're worshiping this unknown entity, but like, is that enough? I always, I always like to ask people like, what has to happen before you kind of go like, I guess everything I thought I knew is out the window. Um, I think we've talked about this before too, but like a lot of movies kind of present you with that where it's like, if this happened to you, are you still able to stay grounded or are you like, oh my God, what the fuck is, you know? I am far too curious, I think, to know, to not... If that happened to me... You run straight to the end of the rope, see I what's would, on the I other would, end? I would want to know what's on the end of the rope. We never see you again. It was I, the wrong move. You made the wrong move. I don't care. You're I, at the bottom I of the river. Know, I want to know what's on the end of the rope. Yeah. I don't like... 
I don't particularly like trickery. Mm. I love th- this is the thing. It's almost like uh it's almost like like I love magic. Yeah. Like I love when people do magic. I wish I could do magic. Uh, when I was a little kid, we had magic sets and stuff like that. And I used to do a little, like, the ball is disappearing kind of stuff. Sure. Um, and I loved David Copperfield when I was a kid. Uh, it was kind of the heyday of David Copperfield doing stuff on television and you watch. Mm-hmm. And um, and I still now, like, I fall down rabbit holes of watching, like, Penn and Teller's. Uh, they've got the show um, Fool Us. Bullshit. Oh, Fool Us, yeah. So I watch a lot of clips of fool us online because i just really love magic but the thing that i understand about magic is is that it's a trick it's not magic it's not <laughs> That's magic what you understand about i magic. understand that it is a mm-hmm. that it an is an illusion it's an illusion it's it, people have mechanically or or you know with sleight of hand that like that kind of mechanics they have figured out a way to get you to look a different way or to do a different thing or to hide something and i find that really like really brilliant from an engineering standpoint from like a how did you do that yeah you're trying to I reverse engineer it you're trying I, to figure it yeah, out as it and goes like, along and you're I still am, a so you're not letting it ruin it for it's you it's not ruining it for yeah. me it's like god you're brilliant to, to, to you you got so good at moving cards around that you can you, that you can deal from whatever part of the deck you want like that that amazes yeah. me on a physical ability level and so the magic part of it is not ruined for me but you it's just know. different but I do want to know how the trick is done. That is why because um, I'm because I'm very curious, even if I can't do it, because it doesn't ruin the trick for me to know how it's done. It amazes me that you're able to do the trick. Right. And so when I look at something like the rope thing, I immediately run to the other end of the rope to be like, "What is on the other end of the rope?" Everyone's just like, "No, Stephen, don't." Yeah, and I would die. Your fucking corpse just gets thrown back. Well, because the other thing is, is that when you look at something like this, I my thing is, is at the present moment, I would never want to live forever. This yeah. idea of I'm in a time loop and we get to live forever and solve our problems or become better humans or whatever, I would never want to live forever. I barely even want to get old. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I barely want to get through today. Like life, this week is killing me. Life is incredibly long. What happens when you do master your thing? Like, what happens when that magician finally, oh, through all those loops, he's like a man? Isn't he going to want to take his show on the road? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. It, like he that's will. the thing. That's he the will. thing what, that they are seeking. The thing that all of them seem to continually be seeking and looking for, and finding in that group of people, is a sense of contentness. Yeah. And uh, and they're not fighting what's going on. They're just content with it. That's true. That's interesting. They are the I only bubble that's not fighting it. Th- yeah, they're the only bubble that's not fighting it. And so... Well, they got the best one 10 years. Yeah. Um, and so I understand and... Like, I, I understand if I was that content with my life that I would be happy to be there. Um, and I would be happy to be continuing to do stuff. Yeah. But also, I don't. I don't think I would ever want to do it. I read a book one time. I think it was called Reset, about a guy who dies, and uh, he's brought back to like the same moment in his life when he was like a teenager. Uh huh. And the first time it happens, he's like, 
he's freaked out, but then he's like, whatever. He kind of lives his whole life, and then he dies again. And then he's like, what the fuck? And then it starts like, it kind of like the Groundhog's Day thing, I think, where he murders himself a few times. Groundhog Day, but it's like years and years. It's like his entire life. life. Yeah. And um, eventually, though, he meets another woman. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. It's just, it's an interesting thing where like, if you got to redo everything over and over and over and over again, the best thing you can kind of think to do is like, let me master and do the best I can and maybe make the most impactful. But then after you do that, then it's like, what's the fucking point? You know what I mean? I think that's why when you hear about vampires and stuff, that's the most logical reason where it's like, you just dwell into whatever filthy, disgusting... You're like the people from uh, that horror movie with Pin Face where it's like, we just yeah. need to experience anything <laughs> just to feel alive. Well, and I don't... This is the thing is, is that it's like, if you asked me if I would go back with knowledge that I have... Like, would I go back and do things differently? Um, knowing what I know now, probably not. And most of the reason why is because I didn't have that much fun the first time. Yeah. And even knowing what I know now, like, I have too many problems in myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I. Plus, and you're reverting to your original self where it's like, oh, this work I've done on myself. Does that carry over? Well, but and it's like, well, no, and it's like on. the mental stuff of it is that it's like, it's, it's fine. It's good. There's different things that I would, there's different things that I would change that could help or that could hurt or that could do whatever. But the reality that I come down to is, is that it's like, and I've talked about this with many people and it's very like, don't get me wrong. Like this is depressing and weird wah, to say wah. is that it's like, I, I really don't like being alive enough. Yeah. And a lot of that is a lot of that is like my own mental health problems or my own whatever. But it's one of those things. It's like I remember very distinctly. Um, well, here's the thing: you like it enough, but enough to do it over again. It's like I think one no. r- one yeah, turn like on I'm this good. ride is enough. And like it's the kind of thing that's like I remember very distinctly that uh, when I was working at when I was working at Vice, I had a conversation with two different people. Like we were. The three of us were having a conversation, and it was right after the Charlie Hebdo attacks. I'm sorry, what's that? Uh, it's the guys in France that got uh, they they drew the truck? cartoons of Mah- of Muhammad, and then a bunch of satirists, yeah. journalists got uh, okay, yep. got gunned down. And because of the type of stuff that Vice does, and the type of content that we make, uh, we were having a discussion about what if somebody came in and just started shooting up the place. And I was amazed to find out that my boss and my other coworker had like thought out what they would do. They were like, I would hide here. I've thought out how I would survive this. I've thought I would run there. I would run this other place. I would, uh, they've got like plans for if a shooter comes in. I never did that. I don't have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. And I looked at them and I was like, like, I'm standing up and picking up as much surface area as possible. In well, front no, of this and guy. They were like, they were like, what would you do? And I looked at them and I was like, I've literally never thought of this. It's never come across my mind. And they were like, it's never come across your mind. And I looked at them and I was like, no, I don't think you guys understand, but I don't value my life enough. <laughs> like, it's depressing to say, but like, I don't think about that because, and they, and my boss, my boss took it as that I, th- that I was saying I would be the hero. They're like, oh, I'll, oh. Go, I'll go tackle that guy. And I no. looked at him and I was like, no, what I'm saying is, is like, what would happen in that scenario? I might run, but like, I'll 
probably die. Well, yeah, self-preservation is a pretty like, heavy instinct, though. Like, in the moment, I understand yeah, what you're saying moment, now, but in the moment, you're probably running as fast as anybody yeah, else. In the it's moment, not like you're like, all right. In the moment, it's fight or flight, and I'm just <laughs> yeah. out of there. Yeah. I, as I'm doing whatever I can but to But if it survive. all goes black, and then you appear like, at the pearly gates, you're like, I'm okay with this. I. It's or not even hell, like, I'm okay with this. Is. It's like, I don't, I don't even think about it because I don't have a sense in my brain that's not fight or flight that's just thinking about it that's yeah. like I must self-preserve. Oh God, I gotta, yeah, there's so much for me to live for. It's like, well, I think I'd rather be alive than be dead, but even if I survive this shootout, I still gotta come back to work on Monday morning. I got shit that's giving me anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and like, I just don't, I just don't care enough. Yeah. That's um, your, that's, that's your gravestone, I'm pretty sure. I don't care. I didn't care that much. <laughs> and then people show up and be like, why the fuck did I come here? He didn't care that much. <laughs> Scenes from a headstone. I feel like, I. what would you want on your headstone? What would I want on my headstone? Oh, man. First of all, I don't think I'm going to have a headstone. I'm pretty sure I want to get cremated. Oh, I definitely want to be cremated. I want. I honestly want something cheap. Cremation is cheaper than the whole burial process, right? Um, I think it costs about as much. Really? I'm going to have my yeah. friends do it then. It's not. It's <laughs> <laughs> you guys could figure this shit out, right? Put me like, in a barrel. Like you uh, need, I need you to burn the body and save the ashes. They're going to be like, do you care if there's some dirt mixed in? I'll be like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. They're like, all right, we'll just put you over fire then and dig up all the ash. I, this is the thing is, is I... Or just burn me where I want my ashes. Sorry, good. I, uh, yeah, I would like to be cremated. Um, It's a lot along the lines. It's like... You know, I think what's funny about some of it is, is that it's like some of the some of certain religious burial rites are because God's gonna like bring you back to life. Yeah, and I literally, and I know this is depressing and terrible, but like I don't want I don't want to come back. In case one of those religions happen to be I right, don't, you don't want to. It's the same thing. That's like like here's here's my question for you. I like the idea of is, the God where it's like I'd send you back, but you didn't do that thing, dude. Well, no, <laughs> but like. I I have this moment that's like like when people talk about when people talk about heaven or hell or anything like that like it, like because we've never talked about this is do you believe do you believe in an afterlife? Um, I don't believe in anything really about the afterlife. I think because I have very there's kind of nothing. To, anyone who says they know doesn't know. You know what I mean? If you're dead, you're dead. Well, and no, you're but not like I don't back even to mean, tell people. I don't even mean like do you believe, but like do you? I hope want? there is an afterlife. Yeah, yeah, I hope there's something else. Uh, I hope there's something else. I hope I something happens. Mm-hmm. But if I come back as a roach, I'm probably gonna be annoyed. <laughs> For the second where they're like, we're sending you back as roach. I'm gonna be like, really? They're like, don't worry, you won't even realize it. I'll be like, all right, I guess so. But I'm still not happy with this. Uh, it would. Be, it's kind of a bummer to me to think that it's just lights out. Although part of yeah. me probably th- that probably is it. But I also I'm not I'm not opposed to or shut off from the idea that, hey man, maybe we die and it's like, hey what's up? Who are you? It's like oh you guys didn't even hear me. Nobody got this shit right. And it's like oh, um, all right. I have to th- see. This is the thing that I think a lot of because like my opinion on it is that because people have their beliefs and I don't. I don't really care yeah. what anybody's well, belief is. It's easy to shit on people's beliefs, but it's again, it goes back to the whole nobody knows. Yeah. The chance that it is all black, although it sounds much more reasonable, still the same probability as there being some fucking guy on a cloud. We don't know. We have no yeah. idea. Well, Even no. the people who've flatlined for nine minutes and come back, I, that's not good enough for me. Yeah. 
I don't, this is the thing, I don't really care. Yeah. But really what it is, is that I have this moment with people where they're like, I've talked to people who have like deep Christian beliefs and they have had moments with me where they're like, wouldn't you like to live an everlasting life in heaven with your friends and family? And my attitude is no. Mm. It's not even that I don't believe it. It's that I have realized in the past couple of years, I don't want it. Yeah. I, I really, I legitimately hope that it's not real because the idea of needing to be not in this body that I'm in, but the brain that I have. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go do that forever. Forever. My that, brain never shuts off. That's the thing. The only resleeve. My brain doesn't shut off. Mm-hmm. My brain, I am mostly not happy. Well, what if, I am mostly... What if you die, you go to everlasting heaven with all your friends and family, and God's like, hey, you know those mental problems or like levels of chemicals in your brain? Guess what? I fixed it. You're all, and then you feel like the way you feel on your best days. And he's like, "It'll never fade this time. You're always going to be riding at that high level." He's like, "Now just go and basically, it's the commune afterlife where it's he's like, do whatever you want. No one's going to bother you. Everybody loves you. Blah blah blah." I I literally I have now been living. He's like, "You got to get naked though." I have been I have been consciously living my consciousness has been living with anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation and pain for so long that I cannot fathom That's what fair. it is like to not feel that way. Yeah. And so when I f- so when if anybody if you were to tell me that you could that you could snap your fingers mm-hmm. and then I'd just be better. I just wouldn't feel those things anymore. It just wouldn't be a struggle in any capacity. I don't have a frame of reference for what that would actually feel like. Right. Because any time that I feel great, I consciously know that I'm not going to feel as good later. Yeah. And so the idea that I would ever be able to feel that way, I don't know what it feels like. Well, if you would come to church with me just one time, you might feel a dose of that everlasting grace. I won't. You dunk your head under the I've water. You come church. up a new man. I've oh, no, I go to a black church. I've it's <laughs> 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 Shit's a fucking good time, Steven. You ain't been to church like I've been to church. I I think that... <laughs> no, I'm kidding, obviously. No, and like, I think that like, you know, it's it's kind of one of these things that's like, I, I what I've never understood with people is that I'm like, why isn't this good enough? Mm. Why life must pain. you... Pain, you know, no, no, I understand, you always that, want, you, I understand that life is pain and consciousness is this weird thing that we don't understand and there's all this blah, blah, blah. But I literally have this moment in my head where I'm like, where I'm like why, do you, why do all of you want to do this? Mm. Like, I connect way more with... I connect way more with the two sides of people that are just killing themselves. And the reason why I'm connecting with that is because the idea of having to continually do a thing and be stuck in a loop over and over. I just want to die. I don't want to be in a loop where I keep killing myself, though, either, you know? But, (laughs) like, I understand that. 
But at the same time, I'm like, I just, I, I don't, I don't want to be here forever. And I'm okay. No, with yeah, that. I'm okay. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely want my, don't want to be here forever. I don't want my consciousness to if be you, here forever, and if, I'm okay with that. If you asked me how long I wanted to live, uh-huh. I think I'd be like, give me like 800 years. Yeah. And even then, I bet you I'd get to year 200 and be like, fuck. Yeah. This was a bad move. <laughs> well, no. Especially, like, it's not like my, it's not like your life gets stretched out where by the time you reach year 800, you're like 80. It's like, no, I'm 800 years old. <laughs> and I've been, that sucks. I've been decrepit forever. <laughs> yeah. No, I. it's the same kind of thing that's like I talked to, I remember that, and she was trying to be sweet, and I, like, she may listen to this. I, it's no fault of her. But um, I remember Hillary Clinton. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I was at my my great grandmother had passed away. Now, my great grandmother lived to be a hundred and three and a half. Wow! I add the half because when you get to a hundred and three, you start adding the halves, halves again. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember that I was at I was at her uh, I was at her wake, and I was standing at her casket, and she's laying there. And my aunt came up behind me and she's like rubbing my back and she goes, she loved you guys so much. It's so sad to see her go. And I looked down at her and the only thought that I had was, I'm so happy that you got to die. Yeah. Because by the time that she died, she had watched her two, she'd watched her husband die. She'd watched all of her friends die and she had watched two of her sons die. Damn. And then I thought about the fact that she, like, I did the math. I thought you were going to say she had watched all of The Sopranos. <laughs> probably. <laughs> she probably did. She's like, I'm done with TV. Guys. <laughs> yeah. But, but she had, she had, she had seen all these things. And then I did the math on it. And I was like, she was born in like 1903. <laughs> like, we're, like, think of all of the things. She was annoyed by punk rock. You know what I mean? Like she's it's already at well the no, age where but it's like, like, all right, guys. It's not even like annoyed by punk rock, but it's one of those moments where it's like cars yeah. become a thing. The Great Depression, World War Two, like like all the I've got 50s. is like under my belt is like, like Desert Storm like and Instagram. She was like she was there for the Industrial Revolution, basically. <laughs> she was there for like the printing press, like like finding out was, the Earth is round. <laughs> like she was around. She saw so many. Th- she saw, she saw computers become a thing. She was Wait, around. Did she get to die knowing, thinking that Cosby was innocent? Yeah, well, that's nice then. Like that would have been a. Ba- <laughs> She's like what? <laughs> what? But Cosby. she got. But it's like. But it's like she saw. She saw World War Two. She saw Vietnam. Yeah. She saw. She saw Desert Storm. She saw the 9/11. rise of computers. She saw nine eleven. Was it really she like nineteen oh three? So nine yeah. eleven. She was fucking wow. She was already. She like ninety years old. She was ninety something, and like she saw all of this stuff, and the idea, the audacity. That anybody would want to stick around for more. Yeah, and I and I sat there and I was just so happy for her that she didn't have to get up and do another day of looking around and everything is so different than when she was a kid. Especially like not just that because that could f- that could feel good. I imagine when you're like I'm sure. 75, and 80, there's great 85. fun things that are but, happening. But she turned ninety five, and then she lived another eight years, and it's like I yeah. can't imagine. Being that probably well, not self I don't know how she lived. This is the Hopefully thing she is was, yeah. she was she was a hard ass woman mm-hmm. and like 
She she was I think ninety four or five. She was living at home by herself. Wow, getting around by herself. She drove until she was like ninety three, or something like that. Yeah. She only stopped living by herself because she was taking out the trash herself when she was ninety five one day, and she slipped on a set of stairs and she broke her leg or she broke her hip. Fuck. But what happened was was that this is the kind of woman she was. She broke her hip. She lay there for a little bit. Her neighbor saw that she was on the ground, came over and helped her up, like that she was struggling to get up. She said, I'm fine. She took out the trash. She came inside. A couple days later, a friend came over, and she was still in her pajamas, and the friend was like, oh, I thought we were going to go out and get lunch or whatever, and she was like, yeah, I'm just having trouble, like, changing, and she was like, oh, well, I'll help you, and when they... When she took off her pants, she Black saw that her entire side was just yeah. messed up. And her friend was like, you got to go to the doctor. She had been walking around in her house doing whatever she was doing on a broken hip for three fucking days. That's crazy. And she was just like, I'm just pushing through. I'm just doing this thing. This is what happens. And I'm no spring chicken. <laughs> well, and it's just like, like the audacity to think that she would ever want to stick around longer. Yeah. Is just so sad to me. It's time to reset our And loop. like, yeah, and it's like, but I kind of just have this thing with consciousness where I'm like, I don't, I just don't want to stick around this long. It's tiring. It's fun. It's cool. But this is tiring. Yeah. And the idea that even if it wasn't as tiring, that I would, that I would go somewhere else and hang out with my brain <laughs> forever yeah is awful i would have to know um i can't say no for sure about the whole whether i would want to go into the afterlife thing but i want to know the rules like being raised irish catholic that's what they always said heaven is you kind of get to do whatever you want all your you're just happy you get to be around friends and i'm like but like am i still going to want to play video games and if so can i play video games or do I not care about video games anymore because I'm just flying around clouds and shit? I want to know the rules of heaven before I, I go in. Well, know? that's this is the thing that always, like, with heaven, with heaven and eternity, this is always the thing that confuses me entirely, is that, because I, I grew up with no religion mm-hmm. whatsoever, and everybody I knew was Christian in my friend group, and I always had moments with them where they were like, oh, yeah, you'll get to, like... They would be like, you get to be in heaven, you get to be joyous and happy and free and all these things with Jesus and God and whatnot. And I had this moment in my head where I was like, okay, so I follow these rules and then I get to do anything that I want, like happy, joyous, but like that's different for everybody. Yeah. And I want, and so I had this moment in my head when I was young where I was like, so I get to heaven and there's like amazingly attractive people completely naked all in a crazy yeah. pile orgy while being intravenously fed ecstasy heroin and cocaine like what like what so if i don't do that stuff on earth i like, get to do yeah, it later but like i get to do it la- like i'm so confused <sighs> because like just joyous amazingness yeah it's like what does that mean what does that mean do i just feel it because then I don't know if I, I don't. Yeah, that's I don't some weird shit. It. Then what? I'm like just ecstatic all the time without stimulation. I'm kind stimulation. of a maximalist when it comes to stimulation <laughs> and stuff like that. And so the idea that I would spend forever in just a content state is awful to me. My favorite times, uh, most of my favorite times in my life are times when I am unconscious. Yeah, it is sleeping. It is the joy of a nap. 
the joy of I'm not conscious for X amount of time mm-hmm. is amazing to me. And so the the idea that like like the idea that I would want to be conscious. Don't you want to be forever. alive and conscious all the time and firing on all cylinders? No. 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 Well, I think that uh I think that this conversation where this conversation has gone is proof that this is at the very least a movie worth a stream again it's it might not be movie. your favorite movie no that's the thing but i have problems cool with the movie things. but there's cool, yeah, things, there's in cool it. things and that's why i said earlier like i think people should watch it yeah i don't know if i like it but i think people should watch it it talks about cool stuff it talks about cool stuff and um yeah i think it's gonna be one of those movies you've been thinking about for like another week or two you know it'll be in it'll be in your brain yeah. but uh yeah i'm gonna say stick with streaming it that's i'm gonna it. say stick with streaming it too like I shot. said, I got problems with the movie. I don't love it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, glad that it's out there. I'm glad that we got to have this conversation. Watch out, Duplass Brothers. Yeah. There's other guys coming. Those other it. guys are coming. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're coming. But uh, all right. Thanks they're again gonna for make, uh, thanks they're gonna again make to Brian a show McKenna. About, they're going to make a show about a different hotel room. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be another show. It's going to be on Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks to Brian McKenna for providing us photography for this podcast. Uh, again, follow us all over social media, Netflix Book Club. Steven, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.